We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Happy Father's Day one more time. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for coming to church today to celebrate Father's Day with us as a ministry, your church, and with your favorite pastor. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I'm so excited that you are here. Oh, hallelujah. This message is going to be powerful. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will grant you great, great, great insight and revelations that bring the word of God to you today. You are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. I thank you, O God, for the life of everyone under the sound of my voice. I ask, O God, that you touch their ears and their hearts and their minds today to receive this word on this special occasion, this special moment we have together, Father's Day. Lord, I bless everyone with the blessings of a father today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and you say, Amen, and let me see that amen on our chat box today. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Well, we are going to turn with me, turn with me to two scriptures. I want to continue in my, uh, with my, my message as you an influencer, but today we are going to be looking at, is this your dad? Is this your dad? And it's my special Father's Day message for you. Pay close attention. So two scriptures, Psalm 127 and also Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4. So Psalm 127, we read from verse 1, Unless the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who builds it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For he gives his beloved sound sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. They shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Praise the Lord. Also turn with me to Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4. It says, for every house, for every house is built by someone. But he who builds all things is God. Every house is built by someone. But he who builds all things is God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, the Bible talks here, refers to us as a house. God is the one that builds a house, whether it's a home or whether it is you as an individual. God is the one that builds a house. And you and I, we have been built. Today is Father's Day. We have been built by some man as long as we were born of a father. A poll in the U.S., listen to this, a poll in the U.S., suggests that 68 million of the nation's 94 million men don't attend any church. That is, 68 million of the nation's 94 million men don't attend any church. This is this, this in spite of the fact that 86% of them grew up with some sort of church background. That is staggering. That is staggering. 
68 million of the nation's 94 million men don't attend any church. That is, despite the fact that 86% of them grew up in some sort of church or the other. Listen to this very carefully. Another research says that if a child is the first person in a household to become a Christian, there is a 3.5% probability that everyone else in the household will become Christians. That's not very high. If the mother is the first to accept Christ, that percentage goes up by goes up to 17% of the homes. However, if the father is the first to accept Christ, there is a 93% possibility that everyone in that household will follow suit. Can you imagine that? If a child is the first to accept Christ in, the, in, the, in, in a home, right, the, 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 the star says 3.5%. There's a 3.5% possibility that everyone in that household will become Christians. And if it's the mom, well, there is a, there is a, uh, there's a 17% possibility that everyone else, everyone will become Christians. But if it's the dad that accepts Christ first, then there's a 93% possibility that everybody will follow daddy's footsteps. Praise the Lord. You see, that's the reason why I believe men are constantly under attack. Men are constantly under attack so as to ensure that children, so as to ensure homes don't take the, don't, don't, do not take the, the shape and the image and the, and the desire that God has for them. And so if, if there's a 93% possibility that a household will become Christians, if a father, if a father makes that decision, you, will, you don't understand the reason why men or fathers are under constant, constant household. I pray for every man tonight, I, today. I pray for every, 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 every man today that in the name of Jesus, I cover you with the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Any tongue that rises against you we condemn today in the name of Jesus. I decree the power of God to rest upon you as a man and as a father in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. However, we know we, we are, however, we also know that we are who we are today because of the Father who raised us. We are who we are today because of the Father who raised us. Some are angry because of the Father who raised them. Some are depressed today because of the Father who raised them. Some are happy because of the Father who raised them. Some will never marry because of the Father who raised them. Some are constantly seeking attention because of the Father who raised them. There are men and women today who will never trust anybody because of the Father who raised them. Praise the Lord. And so when we, when we talk about, when we use the word Father or use the word Dad, what does it bring to mind for you? What does it bring to mind? Are you reminded of that absent father? Are you reminded of that abusive father? Are you reminded of that alcoholic father? Are you, re are you reminded of that argumentative father? Are you, re are, you, are you reminded of that angry father? Or do you remember a loving, caring father? But I must say this, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I must say this, in my 20 years, in my over 20 years of being involved in ministry, I can tell what type of dad or what type of father you have 
just by your behavior. You know why? Fathers always leave their mark. Fathers always leave their mark, whether positive or negative. They always leave their mark. Fathers always leave their mark. And so if you are a man here today or you are a father or a, or a father-to-be, listen very carefully. You will always leave your mark, whether positive or negative. 10, 15, 20, 30 years time, 15, 20, 30 years time, or just like you, you are who you are today because of the father who raised you. So my question to you is, what kind of father will you be? And what kind of father are you? Praise the Lord. You know, however, being a father is, is, is a great thing. It's an honorable thing. It's a privilege, something of honor. For me, it's the most difficult task I have ever undertaken in my entire life. Whether it's raising my biological children or with the countless spiritual children I have today, it's a privilege and a very difficult task. But the Bible shows us, the Bible shows us different types of fathers and the, and, and, and the, and the impact they had on their children. And I want to learn from that today in this very short Father's Day message. I want to learn from that, learn from this father and, 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 and see if we can adjust ourselves, adjust our ways and become the, the, the father, the father that children will love to have. Praise the Lord. Let's start with Eli. Eli the priest at Shiloh. First Samuel chapter 2. The Bible says, now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know God. Verse 23 says, so he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, for it's not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against God, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. Eli, the priest at Shiloh, was a, was, a, was a poor excuse of a father, but a great priest. He had two sons, Hophni and Phineas. They did not know the Lord, but Eli allowed them to have leadership. He allowed them to have leadership. He gave them leadership in handling the sacrifices of the people. Now that is a very weak dad. Eli was not an assertive father. They, the children were evil. They took by force the meat meant for the people. They took by force the sacrifice that people bring, the people, people brought to church. They also had sex with women in the tabernacle. This was no secret to Eli. Eli was a permissive father. Eli was a permissive father. Are you a permissive father? Are you the kind of father that allows your children just do what they feel like doing and you don't have the backbone to call them to order? Eli was a great priest, but he was a weak father. He was a, he was a, he was a very permissive father. Have you been raised by a permissive father? What impact does that have on you now? What impact does that have on you? For starters, it means that you've always had your way. And there are so many men today, right? They, 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 they were raised by permissive fathers. 
Fathers who, who never called them to order. Fathers who never challenged them. Fathers, fathers who never scolded them. And so they grew up having, having their own way. And when a man grows up having his own way and brings that into a home and brings that into a marriage, first, he will not be a great husband. And worse still, he will not be a great dad. Because you will see from my, few, my next example, you will see that if you, if you were not properly fathered, chances are that you yourself cannot father anybody. Listen, listen, listen. Any man can father a child, but to be a dad is a different ballgame entirely. So rather than, rather than punishing his sons, he just, he just sort of like was just casual about his, about, about his approach in dealing with his, his sons. Do you not, do you, why do you do such things? I hear from the people about this wicked deed of yours. There's just, there was just no, there was no, there was no sting in the correction. Eli was a very permissive, permissive father. One night, the word of the Lord came to Samuel, and God told Samuel that he was going to judge the house of Eli, and he was going to kill Eli's two sons. Guess what happened? Eventually, Eli's two sons died, and when they brought the news to, when they, when they brought the news to Eli, the Bible says he just fell backwards in his chair, broke his neck, and died. What a, what, what a horrible way to go. What a horrible legacy. What kind of a man are you if you are raised by a permissive father? A father who never corrected you. A father who never chastised you. A father who allows you to have your own way. What kind of man will you be? What kind of husband will you be? Father 2, Samuel. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 8, it says, Now it came to pass, when Samuel was old, that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Bisheba. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Samuel. Samuel. Verse 4 says, Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. But the honest fact, guys, the honest fact, people, the honest fact, brothers and sisters, is that this whole issue came to bear because of Samuel's weakness as a father. The reason why the people asked for, asked for, a, asked for a king was because, was because Samuel's sons did not walk in the way of their father. Great priest, bad parenting. Great prophet, bad parenting. Again, I'm not surprised. Where did Samuel... Where did Samuel learn parenting skills from? From Eli. From Eli. 
He learned his parenting skills from Eli. Where are you learning? Where are you learning your parenting skills from? Who is instructing you in, on, on, on issues that has to do with being a father? Who is instructing you on issues that has to do, has to do with your marriage? Are you trying to figure things by yourself? Or is there anyone who is speaking into your home, speaking, speaking over you as a man and, and, and holding you accountable? Samuel, Eli, they couldn't hold their children accountable. They couldn't hold their children accountable. And so, and so sincerely, these people rejected God's rule because of the household of Samuel. Samuel was a priest and a prophet in Israel, revered for his wisdom and courage, but poor parenting. Poor parenting. Samuel's son's, Samuel's son's behavior was similar to Eli's children. You wonder why. Despite his wisdom in most matters, Samuel, when it came to his children, just lost, lost his senses. He couldn't bring himself to chastise them, correct them, put his foot down. So we've seen Samuel, we've seen Eli. What kind of father are you? What kind of husband are you? What kind of father do you hope to be? And what kind of a husband do you hope to be? Daddy three, Lot. Lot. Genesis 19 verse 6. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. Verse 36. Thus, both the daughters of Lot were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He's the father of the Moabites to this day. And the younger, she's also, she also bore a son and called his name Benamin. He's the father of the people of Ammon, Amnon, Ammon to this day. You know the story of Lot. The Bible says two angels came, angels, two angels came to visit with him. They came as men. And then these men were so good looking. And then the Bible says that the, 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 men, the, men in, uh, uh, the men in the village, they came to Lot and said, two handsome men came to your household. You are, you are, they are staying with you. We would like to sleep with them. It just tells you the kind of society that Lot lived in. Secondly, <laughs> what did Lot say? He said, I have two daughters who are virgins. I will give my daughters to you to rape them and protect these strangers. What kind of dad is that? What kind of dad is that? Who is willing to sacrifice the virginity of his own daughters for the sake of two strangers? And you can begin to see that there was just something wrong about the way this man thought when it came to his family. 
Have you been raised by a man who's, who, who sacrificed you for one thing or the other? Who sacrificed, your, sacrificed his time with you for one thing or the other? Is this your dad? Is this your dad? I would have thought he would tell the strangers, well, you are angels. Well, he probably doesn't know that they are angels. Well, there's nothing I can do. Or go out and fight and negotiate and fight the people, but to offer your daughters. Am I surprised? No. Because, if you, because in previous chapters, you will see that the Bible says that when he was with Abraham and they got to a land and Abraham said, choose. The Bible says Abraham, Lot looked with his eyes. Looked with his eyes. And then he chose, he chose the best part of the land. And so you can see that you can see that Lord was someone who was driven by his natural senses. He was driven by his flesh. So, 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 so in fact, you can see here that even when, even when he had an, an incest relationship with his, daughter, with his daughter, the daughter called the child Moab, meaning the hand of flesh, the hand of flesh. Till today, Moab and, 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 and Ammon are against the covenant people. There are generations till today. When you choose, when you choose things based on your flesh, when you choose do things based on your natural mind, you will always choose wrongly. Now, have you been raised by a man who is driven by only what he can see? Driven by choices that appeal to his natural senses. So there was something wrong about the way Lot thought. There's something wrong about the way he thought. Little wonder that the children got him drunk, slept with their own father, and had two sons. What kind of father do you plan to be? What kind of husband do you plan to be? What kind of man in the home do you plan to be? King Ahaz, Daddy 4. Second Kings chapter 16, verses 2 to 4. Ahaz, Ahaz was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. He did not do what was right in the sight of the Lord his God, as his father David had done. But he walked in the way of the kings of, the kings of Israel, Indeed, he made his son pass through the fire according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out from before the children of Israel. And he sacrificed and burnt incense to the, highest, to, to, the, to the high places on the hills and under every green. Ahab, Ahaz, was an idol worshiper. Was an idol worshiper. They worshiped a god called Molech. Molech was, Molech was um, man-made, built, and then with hands raised. And back in the day, they would heat up the hands of Molech when it is extremely hot, with a hot pit underneath. They would bring living children and place them on Molech's hands, and the kids would die there. And at some point, Molech, Ahaz, got his own son to walk through the fires of Molech. What kind of father is that? What kind of daddy is that? 
I always say there are three types of dads, you know, growing up. You probably see three types of dads. This also leads to the three types of homes you find today. There is a traditional dad, a dad who will say, I am going to raise my kids based on, based on my tradition, even if that family is in a different nation. And so you find people today, for example, you have come from your home country, you have lived, you have lived, you lived, probably live in, in, in England or you live in America or you live outside your home country, but you still insist that I am going to raise my children based on my traditions. Very good, but the problem is that your children, your children live in a nation where they are not, where they are not um, exposed to your tradition. So you're already on the back foot. And so it creates a lot of problems at home, a lot, of, a lot of knocking heads between fathers and sons, fathers and daughters. Then you also have men who say, you know what, um, I'm going to raise my sons, my, my, raise my children based on culture. Well, again, you've left your home country. You're in a foreign nation. You've been in this foreign nation for the past 20, 25 years or maybe 30 years. And then your children have acclimatized to the culture from a culture where they're schooled. All right? So what culture would they invite? Again, that creates, that knock, that knock, that creates problems at home between fathers and children. They then have a third type of dad, the Christian dad, who will say, I'm going to raise my children based on the way of the Lord, based on what the Bible says. I can see here, Ahaz decided, decided to raise his home, raise his home based on the culture of the foreign, of the foreign nation where they dwelt a nation that God himself wants want them not to relate with. And so before you knew it, before you know it, Ahaz was sacrificing his own, sacrificing the, his own children and sacrificing the children of his, of his, of his nation, right, on, on foreign gods. Ahaz. Ahaz. Daddy five, is this your dad? Daddy five, King David. Interestingly, it was Prophet Samuel who anointed David as king. David was on the run for many years before he took office as king. He was a devoted warrior and spent more time on the battlefield than with his family. Great warrior, great king, great anointing. But he spent more time in the battlefield than with his family. He had a lot of children. When his sons did what was, what was wrong or evil, he didn't have the belly to chastise them. Just like Eli, just like Samuel. He took no actions to discipline them. He was again a very weak father. A very tender-hearted father. Amnon, his first son, raped his half-sister. Tamar. When David learned of this behavior, what did David do? He didn't quite outrightly punish him severely. He did not send a message to the camp to say, this is not acceptable. Absalom killed Amnon later on. And then secondly, Absalom decided to usurp his father's authority and take over his father's throne. His fourth son, 
Adonijah also tried to take over his father's throne by force when he was old and frail. And frail. Question, why do they think they can have a go at him? Why? Because they think they can get away with it. If they, they, they thought they can, they, they think they can get away with it. Have you been raised by a father who allows you to get away with anything? Have you been raised by a dad who allows you to get away with anything? If you've been raised by a father who allows you to get away with anything, when you get married, you, are, you expect your wife to allow you to get away with anything. And chances are that you will also allow your children to get away with anything. And then the vicious cycle continues. Couldn't correct them. Twice, Adonijah and Absalom, they had a go at their own father. One even went to sleep with his father's wife. Great man of God. Bad parenting. Bad parenting. You, you can't, yes, don't get me wrong. You don't take responsibility for the behavior of your children as adults. But let your stand be very clear. Let your stand be very clear. Be very clear. Be very clear about what's acceptable and what's not. Be clear about where you stand concerning certain things. Have a backbone. So, there goes Daddy Five. Daddy David. Number six. Daddy number six. Is this your dad? Isaac. Isaac and his wife, Rebecca, they played favorites with their twins. That is a set of twins. Daddy chose Esau. Mommy chose Jacob. Esau was born first. And because he was a manly man, brawny, you know, man of the field, Daddy just liked him. And then the other guy, Jacob, he was the home type, you know. You know, the guy who would want to do sports, do active sports, want to just stay at home, cuddle next to mommy, and then um, just want to just uh, sample mommy's, mommy's food in the kitchen, the one mommy's favorite. And then both of them ripped the family apart. Favoritism. Favoring one child over the other. Bad parenting. Covenant man. Bad parenting. Great relationship with God, bad parenting. Very prayerful, bad parenting. A leader in the city, bad parenting. Anointed, bad parenting. So literally, I know that, I know that Esau himself had his own fault, he was so driven by his stomach that at some point he sold his birthright. But that's still not enough to show to the children that daddy loves this guy and mommy loves that guy. And it still happens at home today. Look at your family. 
Is there someone, is there, is there any sibling of yours that you think that daddy prefers, daddy likes, likes more than the other? Have you been raised in a home where it's obvious, it's obvious in the family who mommy really likes? Maybe the last born? Maybe the first born? Bad parenting. Is this your dad? Daddy number seven. Daddy Jacob. Jacob was even a worse father than his father Isaac. Some children were born to Leah, and then he was tricked into marrying Leah, and then forced to wait 14 years to marry Rachel. No problem. And so Rachel, Leah, Rachel was barren. So Leah was constantly uh, rubbing her nose in it. But at some point, God blessed Rachel with Joseph. What did Daddy Jacob do? Lavished all his affection on Joseph. Spent so much time with Joseph because of his love for Rachel. Spent so much time with Joseph. Joseph, Joseph was a man of God. Understandably so, probably because their father spent so much time with him and then also taught him about the ways of his grandfather, Isaac, of Joseph's grandfather, Isaac. Well, what about the other boys? He left them scrambling for what is left of his love. In fact, he even went as far as making for Joseph uh, uh, um, uh, a coat of, coat of many colors. Then you, then, you then begin to wonder why, the boy, why, the, why his siblings hate him so much. If it is you, would you hate him? You can, you can, you can attack the boys for selling him to slavery but one, or wanting to kill him. But the fact is that they hated their brother because of daddy's bad parenting style. So they wanted to kill him. So that is action introduced the spirit of murder into the home. Listen to me, gentlemen. You are the gatekeeper of your home. You are the guiding angel of your home. So the boys grew to resent their brother and sold him to slavery just to punish their father. And then when Joseph was sold to slavery, what did, what, did, what did Jacob do? Then he transferred all that love to Benjamin. Transferred all that love to Benjamin, Rachel's second son. And I can tell you, if not for the famine, those boys, they will have sold Benjamin as well or killed him. All because of daddy's favoritism. Have you been neglected just growing up among your brothers or your sisters, among your siblings? Have you felt neglected? Have love been showered upon one sibling? Or have you experienced neglect just because daddy's, that, that and mom's love, right, is being showered on one particular sibling, maybe because the sibling is bright in school? 
or does their homework on time, or never causes a problem or, give, or argue with the parents. They just shower all the gifts, all the love and attention on only one child. If that is you, raised by that kind of dad, what impact does it have on you today? What impact does it have on your perspective about, perspective about life? What impact does it have on you? So, what do you do if you are raised by a failed father? Four things, and I'll pray with you. Number one, evaluate your behavior and personality. Why do you do what you do? And what accounts for your behavior? Second Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, examine yourself as Examine yourselves as to, as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do, not, do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? 1 Corinthians 11.31 For if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. Lamentation 3.40 Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Examine your behavior. Examine your perspective. Why do you behave the way you do? Why are you so angry? Why are you so upset? Why do you seek so much attention? Why, why do you think the way you do? Why are you not trusting? Could this be as a result of your upbringing? So we examine ourselves. That's where we start from. Examine ourselves. Because every father leaves his mark, whether positive or negative. Every father leaves a mark, whether positive or negative. Number two, you may need to forgive if you feel hurt or angry or felt neglected growing up. The Bible says in Mark eleven twenty five, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. This Father's Day, if you've been raised by any of any father or any father who failed in their function. Well, today is the day for forgiveness. We want to forgive them. You see, I went to play golf with a, a gentleman just last week. And I said, where are you from? He said, oh, it's from a certain, um, um, certain nation. I said, I said, so have you ever been back there? He said, oh, no, 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 no. I only went there once when I went, to, when I went for the burial of my so-called father, he said. I said, your so-called father? I said, yes. He said, you know what? You know what? Even when I saw him, he had not changed one bit. And I could see the anger. He was seven, he's 70 years old, but still full of anger. Still angry because he had a failed dad. Sometimes we need to look back, examine ourselves, and ask ourselves, why am I so arrogant? Why am I so pompous? Why am I so angry? Why don't I trust people? Why am I always upset? Why am I stingy? A father always leaves a mark whether positive or negative. Number three, accept Jesus as your Lord and embrace the love of God. We are talking about what you need to do, what you do, what you do if you are raised by a failed, a failed father. Accept the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior. I said accept the Lord. I'm not saying, I said say be a Christian because you can be a Christian but not accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Yes, he's your savior, but is he your Lord? Is he your Lord? I am talking about coming to a place of submission and receiving the love of the Father. 
First Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not disputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Embrace the love of, of the Father. So examine yourself. You may need to forgive. Embrace the love of the, of the Father. And number four, have a father figure in the Lord. Have a father figure in the Lord. You see, one of, the, one of the things I love about Christianity is that when you get born again and you receive Christ, in the body of Christ, nothing is missing. If you were not being raised, if you didn't have a natural mom, you can have a spiritual mom. If you didn't have a natural father, or if you have a failed father, or an absent father, or even a late father, you can have a spiritual father. Nothing is missing. We are all complete in Christ. Praise the Lord. Job 8, verse 9, verse 8 says, For inquire, please, of the former age, and consider the things discovered by their fathers. For we were born yesterday and know nothing. Because our days on earth are a shadow, will they not teach you and tell you and utter words from their heart? So, if you had a failed father, or an absent father, or a late father, or there's something about your background you didn't quite like, now that you are born again, listen very carefully. There are two provisions for you. God the Father loves you, and there's also the provision of a father in the body of Christ. Get yourself a spiritual father, and do and become a spiritual son. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And so a spiritual father can help you, be, can, can step, step into your life and then align you with God's future and God's hope for you. The Lord bless you and I say once again, happy Father's Day. But let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I bless every household here under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus. There's someone under the sound of my voice right now. You've, 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 you're looking back and you are full of regret. Take, take heart, my child. I speak the healing power of God over that heart in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree the healing power of God to mend your heart right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for heaven's grace to rest upon you and your entire household in the name of Jesus. I pray that God will open your eyes and your ears to hear the call of the Father God asking you to embrace and accept his love that is shed upon the cross for you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that God will send you a destiny helper in the form of a spiritual father in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You are blessed, my friend. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, it's offering time, blessing time, tithe time, and the details will be on the screen right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you. For all your children all over the world on this platform. Father, I ask, oh God, that you bless them. I ask, oh God, that you increase their capacity, their financial capacity. I ask, oh God, that you increase, oh God, their, their, their wisdom 
in the name of Jesus. I ask God for a huge harvest, Father. Because you have called them, oh God, to build your church. You've called them, oh God, to fill your church. You've called them, oh God, to friend your church. And you've called them, oh God, to fund your church. Father, I ask, oh God, that every form of limitation that stands in their way, oh God, of fulfilling this eternal purpose of God for them, let it be eliminated tonight, today, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In this service, you walk away a free man, a free woman, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Listen, I want to give three calls. Three calls, and pay attention to me. The first call is, if you have never given your life to Christ, I want you to pray a simple prayer with me today. I keep saying tonight. Today, in this service, this Sunday service. Come on, say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive all the love that you offer on the cross. Lord Jesus, come into my life. In your name I pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for this saint who's just prayed this prayer for the first time. I ask, oh God, that you minister to them in the name of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that you cause them to hear a voice behind them telling them which way to go in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Call number two. He said, Pastor, I used to be a Christian, but I, I, life happened. I lost my way. I, 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 right now, I don't even know what I'm doing. I want to pray for you, all right? You've made a great decision to serve the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this saint of yours. I ask, oh God, that you strengthen them by their spirit in their inner man, in the name of Jesus. Father, I break every chain. I break whatever it is that limits them, Father. I command the joy of the Lord to fill their heart right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, Sodia. I want to be part of this ministry. I want you to uh, get in touch with us. All right, send, up, send me an email. My details will be on the screen. Send, my, send, send me an email and let me see how I can work with you and, 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 and reignite the power of God in your life. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Call number three. If you are here today and you think, hmm, I can do with a spiritual father. I can do with a spiritual mentor. I didn't have... A great upbringing. Uh, maybe, maybe your father was like I just was like was like Isaac. Maybe your father was like Jacob. Maybe like Lot. Maybe like Samuel. Maybe like Eli. And you can look back today and see their, you, you can see the impact of their of their decision and their and their or lack of action in your life. And you say, Well, I'm now born again. But I need, I, need Lord, I need someone that will walk with me and be a father to me and be a spiritual father to me. Well, I want to give you this opportunity, email me and I would love to connect with you and be there for you and be a spiritual father to you and be a spiritual mentor to you. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.